So what am I looking for, dude? Uh, there, there's like an orange one right there. There's okay. Stand still. There's a there's a Pikachu on your shoulder. What? Yeah. Yep. I don't even know what that is. Got it. Yep. Which it's shoulder? Pe- pe- your your. How the does that work? Your right but there's shoulder. one right there. What do I do with that guy right there? Do I? Uh, you throw a pokeball. I, I don't think, even know what I, that is. What's yeah. it? That's what are you talking about? We're talking about Pokemon Go now. This is the f- the flavor of the week, the fad that's going on, and actually, I our, hope it's the flavor of the yeah, week, I hope not I, the flavor of the month or yeah. the year or whatever. Because holy cow, it's it's taken over. I mean, we have people for some reason. Compass Church is a pokey stop. Yeah, we don't even know how that happened. You know, and and you and I, we don't. We may be saying this all wrong. Of course, uh, a po- our student it's a pastor drop spot or something, a drop zone. Yeah, our stu- now it used to be a gym. Yeah. But now the Jehovah's Witness Church. They moved the gym to the Jehovah's Witness yeah. place down the street. I don't yeah. even know if they know that. There's more battles going on There's there. There's battles yeah. going on at the gym in front of the Jehovah's Witness. I can't even believe the words that are coming out of my mouth. Yeah, yeah, they don't quite make sense. The uh, So we, we actually got an education on this yesterday at lunch from our student pastor, and our uh, our junior high director. They knew it inside and yeah, out. Yeah, I mean, they even they're using they're dropping modules, lures, lures, like oh, yeah. fishing lures for like for like Pokemon. Would, yeah, for people. And there have been people outside of our church throughout the day, just parked in their. They're not our people. Yeah. They're not like you just see people staff kind of people or meandering anything. through the street and it's not parking yeah. lot in the grass. And Catherine Phillips is not out there on her lunch. She break. might be. She right. might be. Yeah. But this is like random. So in a sense, you may think we've tried everything in the world, you know, to try to get people to know that we're here and our, you know, we have a church. And then all of a sudden out of the blue, this thing just drops in our lap. And, yeah. and so we're going to drop lures on Sunday morning <laughs> because we're here for all people. You know what I'm saying? We'll reach yeah. anybody regardless of, of, you know, how they're wired and stuff like that. I just, it makes no sense to me, but I'm all good with it. I mean, my, my 12 year old, she's like into it. She's she wanted to come to church early yesterday to the yeah. student ministry because she's like, Dad, we gotta go and find these things. And, and anyway, so yeah, you got a picture of it. It's on our Facebook of a bunch of students catching Pokemon. You gotta catch them all here. I thought Pokemon was dead. Yeah, like yeah. the whole thing was dead. It will not die. It's, it will never die. It's like a a, a cockroach. <laughs> well, here here we are. My daughter's five. She she likes Pokemon. She watches it. Does she like cockroaches? No, no, not as but much. That would be weird. Not as much. Uh, well, here we are. We're in the summer. Who obviously. are we, by the way? I'm Gabe Gaspi. This is Tim Jacobs, and this is the Green Room Podcast. The Green Room Podcast. You can subscribe on our iTunes. Look up Compass Church Goodyear. You can go on our website, compasschurchaz.com, and you can go to uh, sermons, and there you can find a place to subscribe and check out previous ones as well. And if you're watching on Facebook Live, hopefully the audio quality is better because we made some investments in our audio technology. And if you have a comment about anything we're saying or a question, yeah. please feel free to write in. We'll try to keep it not so long, but but we have a lot to say because it's been two weeks. We do these every two weeks. That's right. And like so much stuff accumulates. I mean, holy cow, have you seen the news? So Yeah. So, oh, we got a comment that says it sounds great. So. That's good to know. There you See? Go. I mean, progress is possible. Even, even with like... The fact that there's random um, Pokemon characters coming out. Yeah, of the they're board. here. We can't even see them. There's probably it's, one right there. Yeah, it's like a there's probably one right there on top ghost, of your head. Ghost Vision and Ghostbusters or something. You know, you can't even see the things that are happening. Who knew? Who knew? Anyway, well, we we wanted to talk. It is summer. Kids are out there playing Pokemon Go and all that good stuff. And you might be wondering, 
what should I be doing? I thought it'd be good to do a summer reading list. If you're, if you're guy, what what should I be reading right now? Uh, we like to read a lot on staff. It'd be cool to talk about some of the books we've been reading. Maybe maybe some that we've read in the past that we highly recommend. Um, I know I know I could think of a few off the top of my head. Uh, Mansfield's Book of Manly Men has been one that we've said over and over again. Is is every every guy should read that one. If you're a man or you know a man, you need to read Mansfield's Book of Manly Men. Yeah, it's good stuff. Uh, I found it to be. I just bought it for my dad. I I bought cool. it for. For you, for you Dave, did. you did. I interviewed. Mike. I interviewed um, Stephen Mansfield on my radio program that I used to have, yeah. and that was that was one of the best interviews ever. It was really cool. I mean, not ever, and not like Barbara Walters, but for me, yeah. So, and it's a it's a fun read, even if you're not like you're like ah, I'm not much of a reader. It's uh, he writes in a way that it, it kind of speaks to to everybody. He, he does it more from a storytelling stand, yeah. standpoint. He goes through his maxims of manhood, but then he also goes. He hits all these things like integrity, uh, humor, all these like the chapters are kind of just qualities of a man. But instead of just talking about them, he tells a story. So he might talk about Teddy Roosevelt or Abraham Lincoln or biblical characters like David. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just really it's good, good stuff. stuff. Yeah. What are some other books that you would recommend for some summer reads? Well, I mean, like you said, we're always trying to read stuff. And I learned a long time ago, if you want to be a leader, you got to be a reader. So if you don't, if you don't read, you can't lead and all that stuff. So I try to have stuff going on at least, you know, a few. So one of them is a book that you bought me also. Gabe, Gabe likes to buy me books. And that's like, that's, I mean, like books and chocolate chip cookies. That's like the way to my heart. And not that Gabe's trying to get to my heart or anything like that, but he's just yeah. a good guy. He knows I like reading. So Strong Fathers, Strong Daughters by Meg Meeker. And this came out a while ago, yeah. but um, it's very, very relevant. I've got two daughters. Um, and one of the things, and I, I haven't read the whole thing yet, but just getting into it going, holy cow, this is really good. But the biggest thing she says so far is you don't have any idea, dads, how truly important you are in the life right. of your daughter, especially when she's 12 and you go up to give her a hug and she's like, oh, go away. Or like, what are you doing? Yeah. Um, and you're like, hey, I, I love you, you know, oh, whatever, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> and you're going, who are you? And, and can I get an exorcist? But, um, this is a great book. So I, I highly recommend this if you're a dad. Yeah, it's, it's, I read it with a couple of guys from our church. Uh, we all have young daughters mm-hmm. trying to get ahead of the game. I uh, found it to be very freeing, again, because yep. she kind of frees you up to be the dad you always wanted to be. So yeah, it's, so it's, get, get a shotgun. Yeah, so that's what she says. She says there's a chapter called You Should Probably Own a Gun. <laughs> it's, it's, it's awesome. It just makes you want to cry. And it's written from the standpoint of a daughter in a wife and a, and a mother. So, mm-hmm. so it's, it's kind of an interesting perspective as, as a dad reading it in, in that light. Yeah. Second one. Um, and I got, see for me, I just kind of go off different directions. This one, I just got, um, a free people's suicide by a guy named Os Guinness. He's a Christian guy, Christian thinker, brilliant guy. If you haven't read anything by Os Guinness, which I really kind of hadn't, I, I, when you read a book and there's so many people quoting a guy, you're like, I should probably read that guy. And I'd heard of him before, but I'd never actually read anything by him. This is great. The main point is that we live in a free society, but that requires certain things. So he talks about the golden triangle of freedom, which is basically freedom requires virtue and virtue requires faith. So you cannot sustain a free society unless the people in those societies, in that society have virtue. 
Because if you just give people freedom to do whatever they want, they will tear down that society. But then the only way to, the real basis for virtue has to be found in faith. There is no motivation. There is no rationale. There is no reason to have any sense of virtue um, without faith as the foundation. So it's really, again, freedom is driven by or sustained by virtue. Virtue is sustained by faith. It's a brilliant, heavy, heavy, heavy concept. And it's just interesting stuff too. I mean, he talks about George Washington, for example, and this is something interesting, the uniqueness of our country as opposed to the Greek, the Greeks and the Roman empire and everything else. Yeah. When George Washington, shortly after George, we won the revolutionary war against the British, um, th- there was a lot of anger against the Congress by the military because they hadn't followed through on, on pensions and payment. And there was all that kind of stuff and <laughs> some things never change. But anyway, so the military was very mad at the Congress and they actually wanted to overthrow the government shortly after the revolutionary war and install George Washington as King George, the first of the United States. That literally would have been his title. And they had a, they had a, a, several guys that could pull it off. I mean, they were ready to do this and Washington kept saying, no, 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 no. And finally the, the, the pull to overthrow the government became so strong that Washington gathered some of these guys together and he gives them a speech of his life basically. And he's saying, guys, you can't do this. Give Congress more time. You know, we're, we need to do this the right way. And no one was buying what he was saying until the, at one point he was reading a letter by a Virginia congressman and he pulls out of his pocket these old spectacles. And no one had ever seen 51-year-old George Washington, who is like larger than life, have any sense of weakness about him. Yeah, he's a pretty tough dude. Pretty tough dude. Yeah. I mean, survived all this crazy stuff. And so he put these glasses on his on his face. And as he did it, he said, I'm sorry. He said, please pardon me. Um, forgive me, gentlemen. I've grown gray and almost blind in the service of my country. And when he said that, there was something about those words that really convicted all of those guys in the room and said, here's a guy who's given everything for this country. And he's given his heart and soul. And um, we're, we're going to listen to him. And they were they were moved by his humility. In fact, King George III of England, whom we defeated, actually said when he heard that Washington willingly walked away from being the king and actually turned over power to someone else and went back to his farm in Virginia, he said if it's really true that that Washington did that, that that would make George Washington the greatest man in the world. And it blew me away. Because it's stuff like that. So there's this amazing pictures of our heritage and everything else and the stuff that our country has been built on. And so for July 4th, everything else, we celebrate independence. Yeah. It's a great thing. The final book that I've been reading, I recently just got done with this one. It's called Asia's Cauldron. And um, obviously with my work in the Air Force, I try to kind of keep my uh, eye on what's going on in the world. It's a very interesting look at what's happening in the South China Sea. Um, we often, we're looking at terrorism right now, and that seems to be the big thing. And even the domestic problems we're having in our country but the thing like on the back page and the back burner that no one's really paying attention to is this very, very um, increasingly concerning situation of conflict brewing in the South China Sea between the Chinese and the Vietnamese and Singapore and the Philippines and Vietnam, uh, or I said Vietnam, on Thailand and all of these countries that for years have go, go back to all these different territorial disputes in that water. And it's very interesting to see how it's developing. In fact, even just in the news recently, um, there was an international tribunal that told, basically told China, you can't use these, these islands. You can't use this area that you claim that you have 
And, you know, and China's response is, well, what are you going to do about it? So there's, as we look forward, hmm. the, in terms of where these major global conflicts are going to be, they're going to move away from the West and become more and more focused on the East by virtue of population, by virtue of geography. And so it's very interesting. It's kind of a hard book to get through because there's a lot of details. But I like to stay um, to stay up on where things are going, you know, globally and just read what other people are writing. I've read a lot of stuff by Robert Kaplan. He's, in the, he's a brilliant, brilliant guy, foreign yeah. policy guy. So I just try to keep myself broad on that side. Yeah, those two books kind of remind me of uh, a book that, that you had read that we actually brought Wayne Grudem out here. Mm-hmm. And he spoke on it, him and the, the co-author. His, his name escapes me right now. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Poverty of Nations. Mm-hmm where they talk about kind of some of those those kind of concepts as well. Uh, in order for a country to flourish, there needs to be certain worldviews, there needs to be certain things or certain freedoms yes. in order for that to happen. So Otherwise, you make a system that doesn't work. It's not, you impose a, an ideal upon people that they weren't built for. And um, and you see that in both those situations too. You know, There's a lot of other books that we've been reading. Uh, even as a staff, we've read uh, Thanks for the Feedback, which Very we good. heard... Uh, Sheila Heen speak last year at GLS. We're having GLS here. Tell us what GLS year. is. That's our global leadership summit. There's going to be all the all the people who are writing books on leadership, all the people who are talking in leadership. Uh, one of my favorite speakers last year was uh, what's his name? The guy from uh, Horst Carlson. Schultze. Yeah, and he's here again this year. He's a German guy. Yeah, he did this thing on uh, customer service. And it was kind amazing. Of spin- yeah, it, was, it was my favorite one last year. Last year they had uh, Ed Catmull from. Pixar, and I picked up his mm-hmm. book. It's called Creative Inc., and he kind of tells the the story of Pixar, but it's not really meant to be a uh, necessarily a story as much as pulling management lessons, how to work with creative people, how to work collaboratively, and, and all that sort of stuff. So it's really cool insights there. Uh, we also read a book called Crucial Conversations, which yeah we use all the time in our language. Uh, it really it really helps because in every relational environment you're going to have conflict and stress. So so what most people do is try to bury it or avoid it. We try to run to it. Yeah. And when the stuff feels weird, we go, "Hey, this feels weird. What's weird about this?" And we we try to do that as best we can. Um, but that does bring up GLS too because the Global Leadership Summit and they, there's there we have a billboard now on I10, which is kind of cool. Yeah, it's got your mug on it. It's unfortunately got my face on it, but even still, we're getting res uh, res. Um, what are they kind of reservations? They're uh, signups. Signups. <laughs> Registrations. Registrations. There That's what go. I meant to say. <laughs> Registration. Like, what? Registrations. And so we're getting those, and it's come. They're coming in, and you know the price just went up, but it didn't go up that much. It went up thirty bucks. You know all the stuff we just talked about. You know, kind of, kind of uh, rapid firing these different facts and everything else. Yeah. But a lot of this stuff comes from a culture that we've tried to develop of just learning, and becoming more involved in what's happening in the world and understanding the world around us, even if we're not engaged in every aspect of it. So um, the leadership summit is one of those yeah. things that helps out with that greatly. It's it's great. You should you should go to our website. You can register there, compasschurchaz.com, or you can go to westvalleyleaders.org. Westvalleyleaders.org. Which is, is a website we put together to try to just get West Valley leaders on the same page and mm-hmm. growing and learning. There's a lot of cool stuff there. Another book you read recently that I'm reading right now, uh, Deep Work by yeah. Cal Newport. Yeah. Some good stuff in there. What's that one about? That one is basically the lost art of concentration to actually stay at a task and to complete the task. Um, and to figure out how to be more productive. And it's, it, I, I was just shredded. I read, we went on uh, vacation to Disneyland a few months ago and, and uh, I tried to get through that during downtimes that we had and plow through that. And it, that book was um, a fascinating book and it really just ripped me up in terms of my, I was just convicted by it yeah. because it's so easy 
to uh, to be um, you know distracted. Yeah, there's lots of good stuff I'm trying to apply right now. Just learning how to disconnect from one thing and really focus on one, yeah. and it, it actually can grow both areas of your life. You you think like you need to unplug from work in order to make your home life better, which is true. Mm-hmm. But he actually argues that if you unplug from work, it will make your work life better. Oh, absolutely. That you'll you'll when you're when you're um, at work, you'll be at work instead of spreading yeah. it out. And they do some really cool stuff. I think he talks about how one company they had the, all the sales guys they they shut their email off from mm-hmm. from like seven to seven in the morning, and they they uh, shut their Blackberries off, and they they thought sales are going to plummet. We got to be able to contact with our customers, blah blah, blah. and they actually found that things went up. It's no, it's great. It's great. So there's a lot. I mean, again, strong fathers, strong daughters, free people suicide. Um, this book, Asia's Cauldron, on South China Sea. Just so for whatever you're interested in, there's great stuff out there that we've read. Yeah. that's really interesting stuff. I'll so. give you one more uh, that's kind of out of these realms. In case you're like, man, I, those sound cool, but that's not for me. I started reading. It's good summer reading for, with your kids. If you pick up the Chronicles of Narnia, I started reading yeah. that with my five-year-old, and she's just That's loving cool. every second of it, and we're just kind of going through it. It's a good summer read before school starts, keeping them plugged in the books. Yeah. What are those little chimes we're getting? Uh, they're comments on their oh. video. Yeah? So uh, we got, Tim needs a cool hat like Gabe, and uh, that got a laugh on there. So that's what you hear in those dings there. Thank you. So I'll, yeah. I'll work on that. Yeah, we'll get, we'll get you a cool hat. We also wanted to talk about some other current events. Yeah, um, yeah. So there's a lot of crazy things going on in the world. I mean, last right. time we talked about how some people are looking at the end of the world and things are seem to be ramping up. And uh, we kind of said last week that things have always kind of seemed right. to be ramping up right. in a way. So let's talk a little bit about, uh, we'll talk a little bit about what's going on in Dallas. And, and mm-hmm. all last week, I mean, it was like one headline after another leading up to uh, Friday night, we're in downtown Dallas. There were the the cops that were targeted and and killed, and others. It was that thir- were, it was were Thursday hit. night, I think. But yeah, yeah, Thursday night late. Sorry. Um, it was it's absolutely a tragic thing and a terrible thing. Um, and it's hard because I think what happens people people love to rush to judgment and in terms of even these other the other shootings that happened before. And everybody wants to go on Facebook and and they want to respond. Well, we need to respond to this. And I'm, I guess, I don't know, maybe I've gotten to the point in my life where I'm like, okay, before I make an emotional response, maybe I need to f- get all the facts, you know, and even um, when it comes to these other police shootings, okay, I wasn't there. I don't know what happened. It doesn't sound good and it may have been terrible, but like if you weren't there, you just hear what people are saying. Mm-hmm. And I know there's videos and everything else, but even videos can be misleading. So we don't, you don't know what you don't, no. And, but there are some things, you know, that you don't know, like we don't know, we weren't there. So before we go rush to judgment on this or that, you know, you have to take a step back. I think the, the, um, the biggest thing is understanding that we do need to be people who do not group each other in to, uh, to, you know, in other words, as a white guy, I'm not going to take responsibility for stuff that I didn't do. I can take responsibility for the fact that I'm 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 part of a group and and maybe there's certain things I haven't had to experience because I've been part because I'm been part of a group. I've never been, you know, looked down upon as a black guy because I'm not a black guy. Yeah. At the same time, I don't I'm not going to accept responsibility for white racism that I didn't that I myself didn't do. There's been yeah. specific incidents that I didn't do in the same way mm-hmm. that I wouldn't want a black person 
to take responsibility for something that another black person did. They shouldn't be seen or, or portrayed in a way, well, just because a lot of black people commit violent crime over here, that this person is more prone to it. That is actually what racism is, right? It's absolutely You're no what longer seeing is. a person as an individual, but as a group. That's right. To be judged as a group. That's right. So I think, I think before, you know, so that's the first thing is like, I want to see people for, and one of the cool things that's come out of this thing, even though it was obviously terrible, and, and I want to talk about the law enforcement aspect of it in a second, is you have seen, and I think the media, as much as the media tries to blow things up and make things, you know, make it look like there's conflict and everything else, there have been some cool pictures of, you know, for example, the Black Lives Matter people embracing the officers. And there's been There's been some of those kind of cool pictures. We need to take these opportunities to lean forward and into each other. Um, I will say this, though, also, uh, and, and obviously, you know, no matter where you're watching this, people are watching different locations. I know for our town here in Goodyear, uh, I want our officers to feel encouraged. I want them to feel supported. I want them to feel like um, w- that this community loves and supports them. And I can't imagine right now leaving the house with a uniform on knowing that that uniform is interpreted by a lot of people as justification to retaliate over something that I had nothing to do with, regardless of how I feel or whatever else. I would be, I would, if I was an officer, I'd feel very apprehensive right now. And so our prayers go out to the officers. Um, I think that should be everybody's, um, you know, I understand that in Dallas, there was a, the, the protest, everyone agreed the protest was, pe- was peaceful. They were saying that up until the point when this guy started shooting, that even the cops and the protesters were, were walking around together and there was there was some sense of like, hey, we you know, there's a problem here that we a lot of us feel yeah, let's and let's figure it. this out. Yeah. Okay. That's great. And then this guy starts shooting, but but again, why did that guy start shooting? He started shooting because the rhetoric, I mean, obviously I'm not gonna blame the rhetoric per se, but but understand that the rhetoric has been for so much like, you know, whatever, whoever you can get after, whoever you can go after, all these guys are bad. And so often when that rhetoric comes out, so there's one protest where that was highly publicized where it said, you know, um, what do we want? We want dead cops. When do we want them now? And that was, that was, that was one of the protests that this was a while ago. Now they may not say, Hey, that's, they may say that's wrong, but that still happened. So when you say that long enough, it's not going to, there's a lot of people in this country that do a lot of bad things and they're going to go, yeah, you know what? I'll be that guy. Yeah. Um, so again, one of the things I love about our church is we're, we've been a multi, we've tried to be a multi-ethnic church without saying we're a multi-ethnic church. I mean, we just, we wanted to embrace everybody. Yeah. And you know, I, and even Andre and I were talking about this earlier today. And I remember he, he, you know, one of the things I was talking to him about, and he was saying, Tim, you know what? I totally support the police. I love the police, but I also know that as an African-American guy, it's been hard sometimes because I, there's been times that, that I feel like I wasn't doing anything wrong. And so I understand that side of it too. Yeah. Um, or at least I can hear that side of it. Yeah. You can, you can go, I've never been in those shoes and there's something to that. Sure. Right. Right. So, yeah. you know, like I said before, I think the rhetoric has gotten so loud and, and there's so much, I think everybody needs to just um, calm down a little bit. And then we need to start going back to the individual, to the local right. community. I can't do anything about somebody in another part of the country that I don't know. What I can do is I can go across the street to somebody who looks different from me. I can go over to a police officer, to, to the, the people to have real faces, real yeah. names, and, and engage and build a tight community where I am. And you nailed it. I mean, the only way we can solve this is to actually know people on an individual level and see them as people. And the other thing too, Gabe, that's really important is remember what Jesus, um, the, the whole effect of Jesus and what says in the scripture about 
that Jesus is our peace who's broken down all the dividing walls of hostility. So there is, um, uh, there's opportunity for us because we're all, we approach each other all as broken people. So like I go up to somebody and I say, Hey man, I don't have all the answers, but I've been saved by Jesus. And as opposed to, well, I'm right and you're wrong. No, we're all broken. We're all sinners. We've all, we've all dealt with prejudices and everything else. We've all seen ourselves as more than we should. We all have. So when there's a mutual acknowledgement of that, I think we can start moving forward. Yeah. There's a, I mean, there's a lot to unpack there. There's a lot of emotions tied to everything. I think you're right. We got to do what we can do where we can do it. Um, I don't think ranting on Facebook will ever, you know, like putting some post or whatever is going to really bring a lot of change. I mean, that's kind of ironic because we're on Facebook right now talking. But we're not ranting. But we're not ranting. We're having a conversation. And that's the key. So when you, and then when you write stuff, you don't get tone, you don't get body language, you don't get, you don't get face to face. It just becomes, and then you end up staying up till two o'clock in the morning, seeing is someone going to reply to my reply. And it's just like, come on. What are we doing? It's not productive at all because you're not going to win the argument. Again, the best thing to do, and rather than, well, here's how we should think about this. Okay, the best thing to do is to be reminded of the fact that love has got to conquer this stuff. So, you know what? Again, we need to show support to our police officers. I, Like I said, I wouldn't want to be a cop right now. I just wouldn't. So my heart goes out to those guys. Yeah. And at the same time, we need, to, we need to love people who are different from us as well. Even if you walk by um, and just give them a smile, whatever else. See, when I heard about this thing that happened in Dallas, I was at my base in uh, Moreno Valley at, uh, at March Air Reserve Base. And you just feel like you're a world away there. Because here you are in this military installation and everyone's got a uniform on and we're all here for the same cause. So we look different. We come from different backgrounds, but we're all wearing the same thing. And, and it just brings a sense of unity that you know you don't really have on the outside world and so it so i'm watching this going man this is so sad because i've got i've got brothers and sisters in uniform that i interact with on a daily basis who who are very very different than i am and yet we we come together so anyway that's really good stuff um we also wanted to talk a little bit about uh we we talked about books talk about you know pokemon go there's really important very vital talked about Dallas. We've talked about kind of the climate of things. Um, we also want to, we already hit GLS. Let's talk a little bit about Saturday night that's starting up yeah. next month. Really fun stuff. Very, like three weeks from Sunday. Yeah. So we're starting a Saturday night service. And on Sunday, what we're going to be asking people to do is to indicate on their card whether or not they're going to be um, with us on Saturday night. Yeah. And it's more than just, hey, I'll help out with, you know, I'll be a part of Kid Quest or I'll be an usher. We do, We always <laughs> need that. It's amazing, um, but I won't get into that. But um, but anyway, the point is, we just want to know if you're going to be there. Yeah, we need so people there. We need people there. So if you're going to be there, um, just let us know. We'll we'll have give you an opportunity to indicate on your card, or if you're not going to be here on Sunday because you're doing something else, just let us know. Like send us an email because we want to get an idea. But we're going to have an um, five fifteen on Saturday, yeah, and then a nine and a ten forty five on Sunday morning. And then as that grows, as those three services grow, because we're doing three now, but we're yeah. kind of we're just kind of mixing them up. Um, we're trying. So again, you're gonna you're gonna want to go Saturday because there's gonna it's gonna be kind of busy here on Sunday because we're okay, basically going from three to two, but then we're doing the Saturday. So we're trying to just kind of um, drop that issue in and make it happen. We're doing a lot of fun stuff here. I mean, we just talked about some current events. We're also going to do a Q and A service, which is always a yep. big fun thing. We're yep. going to have me, you, Andre, up on the stage uh, Sunday morning. We're going to try to tackle questions live. It's always a good time. You can email those in in, in, in advance. Well, man, I'm struggling there. You okay? But uh, yeah, stroke. 
<laughs> but uh, of genius. But uh, <laughs> that was a Pokemon on your as, head. Actually, like, yeah. that's what I thought. As we get ready for that, you know, you can send in your questions. But we—it's always a good time, mm-hmm. and we'll probably tackle some of this stuff, yeah. uh, theological stuff, some funny questions. We always get thrown out there. Um, but that's always a good time. We're just finishing up our Psalm series, which has been awesome. Just kind of digging into the Psalms. I mean, you opened up. Uh, Dave preached last week, and this week Andre is preaching, and he's going to preach on a very familiar passage. It's going to be awesome, and it's going to be some some fresh yeah. light on it. So it's it's going to be, be really good. I mean, you're, people are going to want to be there for that. We were talking about it this morning, and it's just it's exciting. Yeah. Well, I think we're about out of time, so we'll start to wrap it up. Uh, thank you for joining us, those of you who joined us live as well. We're very excited about what's going on at the church. We've we've got lots of new things happening. We've even got a third-time guest that we've been doing. This is our third or second? Uh, second. Our second third-time guest right here. It's a backstage pass is what we call it, right here in the green room. And if you're relatively new to the church, um, if you've come three times, we invite you. We give you a backstage pass. And uh, you get to come hang out with us, and it's fun. We have a good time. We like, yeah. eat high-calorie food and drink coffee. And So if you're signed up for that show up, it's going to be a good time. It's going to be very good. Well, thank you guys for joining in. Again, you can subscribe. You can jump, jump on our website, compasschurchaz.com. You can go to our sermons page. You can look at past ones. You can subscribe to new ones. You can also do that on iTunes as you look up in the podcast section. Look up Compass Church Goodyear, and I think you'll find it through that. Absolutely. So don't be a stranger. Send us a note. Let us know um, if this uh, is, is is valuable to you guys as well. And there you go. We'll see you in two weeks. I'm going to go find some more of these things. Let's yeah, go. get some Pokemon. Yeah.